Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. These people need to know who the hell's in charge here. What the rules are. Welcome to Walkers and Talkers, episode 195. 195. I, I know it sounds like I'm not sure, but this time I wasn't sure. I know last it, week was 194. Yes. yes. <laughs> so again, getting ever so close to episode 200. And I'm on vacation this week. We're not going to have time for a big news segment. So I'm sorry. You'll have to get your Norman Reedus updates next week from Jamie. <laughs> but uh, Jamie's working this week. So for her, it's like, let's do a podcast. And I'm like, oh, I'm off this week. But we wanted to do a podcast. So it's a couple of days later than normal. But yeah. that's why I had a, a hectic week of, of scheduled stuff. But we managed to fit you in and this in because, you know, we love the podcast. We love you guys who listen and we appreciate it. So episode part two of Asheron. Asheron. <laughs> Seemed like a continuation. So that's fine. Now, when you have AMC premiere or plus, you can watch it a week early. So I didn't watch. I watched a couple days early on Friday. Now, we're recording this uh, on Friday. It may not get posted till Saturday, but we're recording it on Friday. And I can watch, I believe, episode three now, and then I can watch episode four on Sunday. I'm trying desperately yes, not to. Yes, because it's a week. You can get it a week in advance. Right. Plus, AMC Premiere became AMC. So, AMC Plus is AMC Premiere plus some other stations you may or may not want. Like, this, I don't forget what the History Channel, something like that. So, I got an email saying my Premiere was expiring. I'm like, you can't expire mid, mid, mid of the season. That's not, you can't do that. Oh, no. So, DirecTV, I think, charges, if you want it on your television, like as a channel, it's $8.99 a month. That's what I pay. And then if you want it through streaming, through the AMC app, I think they had a sale. It was $4.99 a month. Oh. However, as a DirecTV subscriber, don't ask me how. I just, I went on the website to check the pricing and it's $8.99 a year. So I what? Yeah, I got a fake ninety nine a year. Man, did you luck out? So again, it's AMC <laughs> Premiere, not Plus, just Premiere, which is all I want. And now, yeah. I'm, now I'm hooked up. So thank you, Directv. Oh, now I, I gotta go back and look what I signed up for because I don't know. Yeah, you don't know what you, you probably got. Ti- you probably got a timeshare in in, uh, <laughs> in Florida or something. Do you know? No joke, really quick. Not to sidetrack. I went to a Luke Bryan concert last month, and all these people like approached me, like fill out this thing. I'm like, okay, sure. And they called me, and they're like, you won, and they wanted to rope yeah. me into a timeshare, and I'm like, I blocked won. all their numbers. <laughs> Everybody, why would you sign anything? I don't know. I was so excited to be there. It was like live music for the first time in two okay. years. Okay. Like, sure. Did you give me your credit card number and your passwords? Like, 
No, 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 no. I just my email and my phone number. Oh and, my uh, god, they, they, Jamie. I know, Jamie. <laughs> I if you uh, listeners, do me a favor. Don't try to hack her email. Don't, don't follow my advice. Don't tell her the IRS <laughs> is trying to get her. Please, she fought, she's like a 95-year-old woman. Jamie. I am. I'm like a little grandma that's like, okay, here's my information. I, I got a, a, a mailer this week from a major hotel company. Um, a beautiful mailer with a fold-out and a picture of a beach and people oh. on the beach. Beautiful. And I won, by the way. I don't know if you know this. I won. For me and a guest, four days or three nights, which right? is that how it works? Right, it's it's days, yeah. not right. Four days, three nights, in beautiful. It doesn't matter. <laughs> All expenses paid. Oh, right, beautiful airfare included, whatever. And but you know that that it's a gimmick because it costs them. They probably got a deal, right? So for the airfare, they probably got reduced rate. Probably cost them a few hundred dollars. The hotel is free because it's their hotel. Right. Oh, that's true. Yes. And you probably eaten. I don't know if alcohol was included, but let's say it was a few hundred dollars. So for let's say five hundred dollars, they get two people to come down, and they they you know part of the deal is you have to go to a seminar. Yep, that's the thing. Then you have to go into a room with a sales guy. Yes. And then they give you like a free bottle of liquor for oh. visiting. Oh, oh. And they won't let you out of that room until you sign for like, you know, a $10,000 timeshare. That's what I've heard. Which and then it, you're then saving heard money, it. Jamie, because, <laughs> you know, if you wanted to go on vacation, that would cost you, let's say, $2,000 for your family every year. But the maintenance only costs you 500 a year. So you're saving and you just, all you have to do is go. It's yours anytime. And you can go to other resorts. You could swap with, like I'm doing a commercial. I don't want to do that. But they offer you everything. Man, to like, you're making me about to sign it's up. It's so easy. <laughs> and if you don't go, you don't lose it. And if you don't use it, you can have somebody else buy it from you for the year and whatever. And you could swap, whatever. And so um, they make it where you're like, well, geez, it makes so much sense. And then you hear, you listen on the radio uh, and you'll hear commercials on satellite radio for companies. You know what they do for a living? They get you out of timeshare. They share. get you out of the timeshare. <laughs> right. Yeah. If there's an industry created to get you out of a timeshare. Run. What does that tell you? It means you shouldn't be in a timeshare. Don't look, do it. You Don't guys, you it. may have a timeshare and you love it. That's fine. It's just, it sounds more appealing to more people than it is. To you, it might be perfect. For you, your family travels, it makes sense. But for the average people... It doesn't make sense because you can't always get on vacation. You can't always go away. You don't always have the money to have the dogs watched or the kids. Exactly. And you're tied in. So anyway, that's why they were so willing to fly you for free or give you a cruise because they know ultimately they are. Hold on one second, Jamie. My dog's barking. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> that was my puppy. We had a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was. No. Hey. Okay. <laughs> So he's upstairs. I'm so. Oh, I should tell you, I am not in the basement today for the first oh. time ever. Although are you I'm, out of your Are you out of your bathing suit? Too? No, I'm not in my bathing suit. I'll tell you why. The Northeast, where we live, got hit with what they call the remnants of Hurricane Ida. Mm. Right. I can't imagine what the people who live in in uh, Louisiana and and oh. the rest of the South that got destroyed. Yeah, were going through because we had tornadoes up here that wiped out, took houses away, flattened yes. them. Unfortunately, a lot of people died. For me, not as bad, but my backyard flooded because we live not on a hill, but there's a hill up the str- across, up the street, across the street, across the avenue. So the water rolls down the hill and then comes through our backyards Ooh. if it's a heavy storm. So my neighbor's dirt ended up in my pool and my pool overflowed. <gasps> no. So my pool ended up brown full of dirt. So. Oh. I'm in the process of flocking and shocking it. Oh, I've heard of flocking and shocking. Right. I bet you have. You've been shocked? Uh, We're not going there. (laughs) Okay. Is that what you said or is that not what you said? I did. I said I've heard of flocking and shocking. So you didn't say you're not going there. Uh, Yeah, I'm not going to go there. Okay. All right. So anyway, so I'm in the process of flocking. So I'm not in my bathing suit because I can't swim in uh, in my brown pool. But I'm going to vacuum it later today and hopefully all will be well by tomorrow. So there you go. So not in the basement, not in my bathing suit. Uh, I'm actually sitting where I normally record uh, and work on the Elvis Duran Morning Show. By the way, I'm David Brody from Elvis Duran the Morning Show, and that's oh, yeah. Jamie <laughs> from Light FM in New York. We talk about The Walking Dead, I promise. So I'm on the brown couch that you may see in the 15-minute morning show videos on at Elvis Duran Show on Instagram. Yes. Okay. Now that we've got all of that out of the way, <laughs> have we gotten that all out of the way? We're, we're all good, I think. Okay, great. 
So the episode starts. Did you like the episode, by the way? I did. Lots of bullshit. There always is. And, oh, uh, well, there's, that's and, and a lot of our followers were also tweeting about bullshit. And so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll try to address their concerns as we go. So the episode starts with Maggie trying to climb up the train and the perspective of the camera is underneath the train car. So last we left our heroine, she had fallen because she had an inability to climb up a ladder. Yes. Even though one walker was grabbing at her leg, she could not get up. Maggie couldn't get up the ladder. So she fights with one of them, the one that was grabbing her leg. She shoots it and then more come and grab her leg. Now she's out of bullets. And I don't know where her knife is because that's you think that's what she'd use. Yeah. And so why she didn't climb under the train, I don't know. Uh, a la dumpster. Because <laughs> yeah. because the walkers cover her completely and it looked like a Glenn situation all over yes, again. Yes, it did. And I'm thinking, all right, this is, how are you getting out of this, honey? Right. So the dumpster has been, repl- I'm assuming the dumpster was replaced by a train car, but of course they don't show it because they'd have to explain how she got out from under all those walkers. Exactly. So, so later on, we just see her. Spoiler, we just see her. She's fine. Yeah, she's fine. The rest of, our, of the Scooby gang are on top of the train. They drop down into a car. And they ask Negan where Maggie is. And he says, I don't know. Uh, she was right behind me. And they say, well, mm-hmm. Ma- Maggie would want them to move forward. So they move forward. Now, they can't get the train door open to the next car because they're all locked. There's no power. And they must have locked. I don't know locked train doors. Rusted. I don't know about Washington, D.C. doors. But in New York, the doors are never locked. You can yeah. walk, walk, walk from one car to the other. Um, so this is, this is the D.C. train. Daryl and Dog break through a wall to another tunnel. Daryl finds a dead guy with uh, a hole in his head from a gunshot wound. His arm is ripped off. You notice the guy in the suit? Yeah, with the bat, the, uh, the briefcase his, uh, full of money. Briefcase full of money with and, his arm detached. And he, so he was handcuffed to the um, to the briefcase. To the briefcase. So that guy was either like a, a, a criminal or a, a cop or something. But he, the point was, they cut his arm off, but then. They didn't take the money. Money's not important in the apartment. Right, but when did they cut his arm off? They shot him in the head. It looked like he'd been there for a while, and then maybe they realized, well, this is not going to mean anything. We better GT. Right, or did somebody cut his arm off and then get killed before they could take the money? That could be, too. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Daryl finds a huge mural on the wall, which appears is anti-government, and everyone's wearing a crown for some mm-hmm. reason. Um, and it looks like they killed the king. So we don't know what went on in Washington, D.C. that somebody was inspired to paint this. But as they pointed out on Talking Dead, in the mural, everybody's fighting with each other, but nobody's fighting the walkers in the painting. Yes, they're all, the humans are fighting the humans, yep. Yep, so that that, that may mean something. Commonwealth, Yumiko and Princess are talking about the photograph of of Yumiko's brother. Princess thinks it's pretty cool he carried it around with him for 10 years. Well, wouldn't you? I mean. Yeah, I would. Yeah, all right. Besides, we don't know how long he's been in the Commonwealth. Maybe he's been there seven years, so he only carried it around three years. <laughs> right? We don't know. Yeah, it could be. We don't know when he got there. The female guard that stopped them in the hallway uh, in, in the last episode and asked where they were going walks yeah. by, and Princess is convinced she knows what they did. Then Eugene runs up and says, Ezekiel is gone. Somebody took him. So you, this, is, this is a great scene. Yumiko goes up to the, to, to the guards and demands to know where Ezekiel is, and the female guard says, I don't know. She says, well, I want to speak to someone who knows, and the guard says... You want to speak to my supervisor? <laughs> and Princess yells, yes, we want to talk to the manager. I laughed out loud at that. She was so cute. That was great. <laughs> uh, back to the tunnels. Daryl finds a bag with candy bars in it. I don't know if I'd eat those candy bars, but I guess if you're desperate, because you don't know mm-hmm. how old they are. And as I'm, long as they're sealed, maybe. I don't know. They're, they got to be like, they have that that white film on them. that with oh, chocolate. Gross. Candy. I'll yeah. throw it out. <laughs> and it, but, he, you know, he ate a squirrel. He ate, he ate a rabbit That's that, that he walked around with unrefrigerated. That he Ugh. claimed, remember? Ugh. Oh, claimed. Claimed. Yep. He finds a $100 bill with a note on it, uh, a note to their father, which was kind of sad. Uh, oh, yeah, that was really uh, sad. He uh, he took the bag with him, which he references later. He's staring at the, the $100 bill. I guess it affected him in some way. He finds a, a former homeless guy. I guess the guy, now he's a homeless walker. He kills it, and dog freaks out and runs into a sewer tunnel. Now, dog. dog dog's heard gunshots before. D- dog's been around killing. But but you know, again, why did you bring dog? Why? He should have been left home safe so right. he wouldn't get into any trouble. Right. Uh, back at the Commonwealth, Yumiko is meeting with the uh, two investigators from last episode at the table in the uh, interrogation room. 
The woman says to Yumiko, she doesn't know why she's there, but she's already been assessed. Like, you've already been assessed. Why are you here? And Yumiko says, you think you've been assessing me? I've been assessing you, and goes on to completely blow their minds with how much she's figured out about the community and them before the apocalypse. She was a badass. She was. She totally knew everything about them. She says, the reason you were upset about the $2 bill that Princess had was that you used the dollar bill because it's power, and it reminds people of the way things used to be. And you need control, and you need to control how many dollar bills are in circulation. Otherwise, you have inflation. She then breaks down the hierarchy. She breaks down class. How many people are there to clean the streets so they don't have disease? She reminds them she's a lawyer. She says, I like rules and regulations like this place that keeps things in order. She then says her brother's a thoracic surgeon and he's there and that she needs to see him. And then she demands expedited paperwork for her and her friends. Ballsy. Obviously impressed by this, they ask her where she went to school. And she says Oxford and Harvard. But you already know that. Yep. Cut to her in a room with Mercer walking in and hands her a coffee. Like, all right, here's some coffee. This is, here you go. Reward for, uh, you're doing well. Right. Princess walks up to the guard. She says, is there toilet paper? He says, yes. She gets all excited. Um, He then uh, told the other guards to follow her so that uh, she doesn't try anything funny, right? So she goes Mm -hmm. to the bathroom and you see Eugene is freaking out, right? He's he's good. Now he's alone. Talking about no poker face. This man makes me nervous just watching him. Right. Well, he doesn't have (laughs) poker face until he needs that poker face, which we'll find out later. That is true. True. Very true. Daryl hears dog down the tunnel barking and growling as as now Daryl is crawling through the tunnel. He keeps checking behind him to make sure there are no walkers following him. Now, walkers, I would imagine, don't climb through tunnels very quickly, right? Yeah, they'd be slow at that, right. I would think. Hold that thought in the back of your head. We're on the train. Uh, they hear someone on the roof. Negan thinks to himself, you can see on his face, if that's Maggie that they hear, he's fucked. I'm off. Yep. Yep. <laughs> someone is banging SOS on the floor. It's Maggie. So she comes in through the floor hatch. Oh, I, shit. Okay, whatever works, right? Somehow she knew which car they were in from under the trains. She mm, she little SOS. She crawled under the cars and somehow knew which one to crawl <laughs> up under. Yeah. So she crawls back into the train and then pistol whips Negan and says, He saw me <laughs> slip and fall and let me die. And Negan says, I didn't try to kill her, I just didn't help her. There's a big difference. True. So Duncan throws him up against the wall and asks him how he can defend his actions. And he says, Look, she was gonna kill me. Okay, she was just talking about it. I've tried very hard to be good and do everything that you guys needed. I killed Alpha. And Alden says, you also burned down Hilltop. And he says, I did what I had to do. I killed Alpha. And if I hadn't, all your friends would have their heads on spikes, right? Also true. You know? So before I forget, when they first got into the train car, I don't know if you noticed when they were lowering themselves down in the first car, the walkers were all sitting in seats. Yeah, like uh, the lurkers. Right? They all were sitting in seats. Would, Would walkers really sit in the seats there's no seat belt so it wasn't like they were trapped in their seats so if they if they all happened to die in their seats wouldn't they have gotten up or fallen or something you would think at this point they would have gotten up so i'm calling i'm calling sit in your seats bullshit strap hanger bullshit yeah (laughs) there's banging in the next car they run to see who it was it's the car behind them that they just left and it's gage the young kid who chickened out with roy and ran off he said they got lost in the tunnels and he's sorry now even if you got lost in the tunnels at some point, you'd come to a train station, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, I would think so. They asked him if he locked the door behind him. Oh, shit. Which he didn't. Now, I have, a, I have a question. If he was coming from the car behind them, isn't the door elevated? Mm. Right? Like, is if there's it? walkers in the tunnel, well, the door to a train is not oh, ground yes, level. Oh, yes, I see what you're saying. Yes, it would be very elevated. So... If there were walkers in the car behind him, then he would have known to close the door behind him. If there were no uh, walkers behind him, then they would have had to climb into the car, all of them, up the stairs to follow him. So I'm not sure how exactly that happened. Sometimes they have a walker pylon and they kind of just step on each other and they can get in, but that's pushing it a little bit. Well, they were all in a row, one behind each other. Boom, 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 boom. So I'm, I'm calling bad writing bullshit. There's no way they all got in the door. You have to climb up onto a car to get to the door level. To get in. Remember, the platform is, is high up on a, on a train station. Yes. Anyway, they asked him if he locked the door behind him. He says, no, he didn't. And all of a sudden, there are walkers on the train coming up behind him, but very slowly. Very, yeah, they're walkers. They're very slowly yeah. walking. 
There was time to open the yeah. door. Yeah, Alden says, let's open the door. Maggie says, no, we won't have time to close the door again. Oh, my God. And I don't have enough ammunition to clear the walkers. Well, they have knives. Yeah, they got something. Right? K- uh, Gage is begging for his life, and they're going to let him die. Maggie says, I can't open the door. And he says, you're a liar. I don't know what that meant. I guess maybe about protecting everybody. Yeah. Calls her a liar and takes out uh, two giant scissors, which at that <gasps> point, did you think he was then going to go fight? No, I actually thought he was going to. Oh, I thought he was going to fight. Like, I'm going to go fight because. He... There was, when you saw behind him, I'm like, there's no way this kid's going to get out. He could have tried. Anyway, he stabs yeah. himself in the heart twice. Twice. But oh. not enough that he was dead before they got him. Oh. The walkers get to him and they all watch as they rip the kid's chest apart. It, it wasn't as gruesome as uh, Noah. Yes, and they mentioned that on Talking Dead, and that's the same thing I thought of where poor Glenn just had to watch Noah's face being ripped off of him. Right. It was hard to watch. Now, that's the first time in a while we've seen somebody ripped apart like that. Yeah. That it wasn't a bad guy. Like, this is somebody like, oh, no, and they showed it. It's been a while. They cut down on the gore. A, he was an idiot kid, but he was still a kid, kind of. Right. Now, it makes sense... If you genuinely thought that you couldn't open the door, let him in and close the door. Okay. I know you're mad at him for being a traitor because they asked Lauren Cohan on Talking Dead. If that was Daryl back there, she says, we would have opened the door. Oh, yes. She goes, oh, yeah, we had time. We would have absolutely opened the door. I'm like, so they were just fucking the kid for being for being a coward. Yep. And poor Alden tried like three times and the the giant guy that just like. Now, the only way this makes sense is if the same walkers and Gage don't inevitably break down that door anyway. Huh. Okay. We'll get to that. Uh, We got a lot more bullshit to call and a lot more fun stuff to point out. (laughs) And we'll be right back after this. Hey, this is Seth Gilliam. I play Father Gabriel on The Walking Dead. And you're listening to Walkers and Talkers with David Brody and Jamie. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com if you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Okay. Negan looks really concerned and Gabriel says, what's wrong? And he says, bad, Negan says bad memories. And Father Gabriel says bad memories of what? And Negan doesn't answer. So what do you think Negan was having flashbacks or bad memories of? When he saw Gage getting killed or them being on the subway? Any mm-hmm. idea? 
I know when you tell me, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, duh. No, I don't know. I genuinely oh, you don't, don't know. Oh, I you genuinely, genuinely don't, know. don't know. Yeah. Oh, so he's seen some things. So right, but I, something. I, I guess that maybe he'll explain that later on. Or, maybe later on, because there was something clearly dark that happened that we don't know. Are about. we supposed to know? Was he was he bothered that he left Maggie? Was he bothered that Maggie's alive? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the answer to that is. I wish someone on Talking Dead would have asked him. Yeah. Would have said something. Uh, Gage is now a walker, and somehow he gets prime position in front of the whole herd, and you could see him in the window of the door, and they didn't eat his face. Right, they ate his they ate oh, his they, abdomen out, yeah. but just enough for him to die. All of those walkers, that whole herd, none of them ate his face, so that we wouldn't recognize his face. Yeah, that, that was nice a to know that it's yeah. that's very nice. No, we want that. Like, you know, he's he's got a cute little boy face. Let him. Let, <laughs> let's not eat his face. Let 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 the pretty little boy face stay. Alden says, "Why don't you want to look at him? Why are you all avoiding looking at him?" And Father Gabriel says. Um, all that is is a shell of a man who died a coward. Get out of Father Gabriel. Father what Gabriel let his entire parishioners die outside of uh, the church, and he has no sympathy as a as a priest, no yeah. forgiveness. I mean, come on now. Of all people, he did a horrible thing. He was a coward. That's he just sh- what he did times ten. He should know what it's. Like. He let people die. Gage just tried to save himself. Yeah. All right. So then Alden says. Um, that's a hot take, meaning like that he died a coward. Uh, so then um, uh, that struck me weird that he said that's a hot take. Do you know what the term hot take means? Yeah, it's in our show prep every day. Yeah, well, it's a it's a modern phrase that's like it's uh, for sp- it's usually like sports shows. Like yeah. you have a hot take, like what's your instant thought on what just happened? Yeah. Right. Like, Give me your, your opinion. opinion. Give me your, your really opinionated opinion mm-hmm. uh, of, of what, what you just witnessed. So I, I thought that's weird that Alden would say that, especially since it's such a relatively new term. Props also to uh, T. White five six eight nine, T. White Senior on uh, on Twitter, who uh, who tweeted, "Great episode this week. Excited for next week, but I have a question and some bullshit. Do you guys think they're making Maggie a little villainish? Uh, I'd say yes, and I have to call bullshit on them using current lingo like hot take. <laughs> so he also was bothered by it." Yeah, because it's something like in the apocalypse, like they wouldn't have known. Like they weren't watching no ESPN. Social, there's no social media right now, so where are you getting this word, Alden? Right, and so in 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 this reality, they they haven't advanced in ten years. No, and so who came up with the term "hot take"? There's no television. There's no social media. There's no way he would know hot. Take. Right, so I'm. I, we're all calling bullshit on that. Modern lingo bullshit. So Alden says that's got to be the worst way to die, and Maggie says there are much worse ways. Uh, and that I'm thinking dark. At, turn. So at first I thought like getting hit over the head with a bat. That's what I thought instantly. I'm like, oh well, Glenn, duh. And, and Abraham, spoiler. Uh, yep, spoiler. Anyway, Maggie tells a story about a, a frail old man with a shopping cart uh, full of food and clothing that at, uh, she bumps into when she was alone with Herschel, and he says, "Come back to my house, and I'll feed you if you can help me get this cart back because I'm old." She didn't trust him at all. So she put a knife to his throat, checked his pockets, and found a chloroform rag, mm-hmm. which I guess he was going to use on her to knock her out. Yeah. She shoves it in his mouth. I don't know if that knocks him out. I guess it does. I would assume it would. Um, she said uh, three mutated, awful-looking creatures, Jeez. she said that weren't really men, tried to attack her, and she killed them. And then she says, I heard something in the attic. At this point, it was like a campfire story, wasn't it? Yeah. And then I heard a noise up in the attic. Yeah. (laughs) In the attic. Uh, I thought maybe there were people tied up upstairs and I was going to go up there to free them. She says she got to the bottom of the staircase and a female walker fell down the stairs. Had no arms and no legs, but they were sewn up. Like the the joints were sewn up. Oh. And her eyeballs were gone and also sewn up. Her Her voice box was removed, right? It was Ah. a voice box or a tongue. Uh, Something was removed so she couldn't speak. Her vocal cords. Vocal, whatever, yeah. And uh, all this was done while they were alive. You could tell. She said she went upstairs and found three more like her, but they were all still alive. That's so funny. So she said that the first thing that crossed her mind, not that it was gross or anything, or how terrible, was if they're alive, there must be food. So she killed yeah. them all and she found food. She filled the car up with food and left. I guess the guy was dead or she killed him, she didn't say. She walks up to Alden and says, I don't feel anything when I tell you that story. Mm. Do you understand me? Because that's what's out there. That's some dark shit. That's some Even dark for shit. That show. <laughs> Even 
<laughs> she said <laughs> she said that made me lose something which I don't think is a bad thing but it helps me see things clearer. She said, but we ha- what we have at Alexandria, what we had at Hilltop and Meridian is rare compared to everything else out there. Back to Daryl. Uh, he gets to the end of the tunnel. He hears a walker growling. We know Dog isn't dead. Why? Because we've already seen him in the trailer with Leah. Trailer guy. Yeah. I th- by the way, Leah is episode four. Ooh. So okay. we, uh, I may see her this weekend. We'll see. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's a walker behind Daryl. Now, there's a walker behind Daryl in the tunnel. How? how what? What? <laughs> How did a walker? Uh, how, he didn't hear the walker in the tunnel with an echo until you would think you'd the walker hear it like was right way behind him. Long, long ago. Oh my god! What? Then, he turned th- around like, oh, oh, you're here. Oh, oh. So as he's getting to the opening of the tunnel, two walkers close the gate on him. <laughs> walkers are. I thought it was a reaper, right? Yeah. Or someone trying to kill him or trap him and kidnap dog. They close the gate. How would they know to close the gate? They accidentally, coincidentally, closed the gate as he was nearing the gate. Walked into it because they heard him making noise. So anyway, he kicks the gate open. It wasn't. It wasn't locked. He gets out, takes out his mace on a stick, and he kills them. That was pretty badass, right? He hears dog coming out of the out of the the tunnel. Thank God. And he there's walkers coming out of the tunnel, but in front of them is the old guy Roy, who was with Gage that. That, that escaped, that ran off. What the hell? Now, he's bleeding badly, and it looks like the skin around his eye is ripped away. I thought he was had his face bitten off. Right. So, so at that point, I'm thinking, okay, the walker's got him. He's barely alive, right? Yeah. He gives Daryl his gun and uh, with one bullet, I think. Yeah. And he says, tell my kids I didn't die a coward. Now, at that point, don't you think he's asking Daryl to shoot him and kill him? That's exactly what I thought. Okay. So let's leave it at that for now. Okay. Uh, back on the subway, they open up on the subway car door, but the next one is blocked by some chairs. They can't open it. The door behind them is now coming loose. And Gage, by the way, still in the front. Gage still in the front. At this point, they break in. They force the steel door that the... Okay. So our team, Duncan, all of them could barely open the doors. With now that crowbars. The, with crowbars. Now the walkers have enough force to push the door down with Gage still in the front. Hmm. And you say to yourself, okay, so yes, you, you could have opened the door to save Gage because now you got to deal with it anyway. And you have Gage, which is one extra walker. Here they come. So they should have opened the door and saved the poor bastard before. Uh, Father Gabriel blasts Gage's head off. Oh, right away. Duncan is trying to bash the other door open at the other end of the car. And they're using arrows to kill as many of the walkers coming in as they can. Daryl hears a gunshot and heads towards the train because they're shooting at the walkers. He hears them. Yeah. Duncan has the door almost all the way open and notices there's walkers in the other car coming uh, their way as well now. Oh, boy. Maggie gives Negan a gun. She trusts him. Like, what's yep. he going to do? If he shoots her, they'll kill him. I'm, I, I wasn't thinking he was going to. So he starts shooting the walkers coming from the other direction. Somehow now, Daryl is on the train, coming up from behind the walkers with Dog. Okay, so he gets in the train car, and he sees the walkers going towards the other group. Yes. Right? He knew which car to come up to be behind them, somehow. Now, Daryl takes out his gun and is shooting the walkers one at a time, which was a very cool scene. It was a very badass, very cool scene. Except (laughs) the walkers were all going in the other direction five seconds ago. (laughs) <laughs> and now they are perfectly spaced out about five or six feet apart. Yes. So he, he can shoot are. them, shoot them, shoot them. They yep. were all in a row. When did they space out like that? I, I don't know, but you're so right. It was like a shot every few feet. I, I'm calling choreography bullshit. <laughs> then Daryl starts going through them like crazy with his hand knives. He moves the chair out of the way and opens the door for everyone to run through. Nobody says thank you, by the way. You open the door for someone, they should say thank you. Thank you. He then takes out a grenade after everybody runs past him, shoves it in the mouth of one of the walkers, kicks him back into the other car, closes the door, and the grenade blows up and allegedly blows up all the walkers in the car. I'm not sure how one grenade that wasn't in the middle of the walkers blew them all up, but all right, I'm not a grenades expert. It did. Okay. So apparently. Apparently. So good job, uh, Daryl. Good thing you had a grenade on you. 
Uh, Eugene is in his cell whittling a sharp object, a shiv out of wood. Look at him. Look at Eugene carving a shiv, which he talked about. Remember the train car episode in uh, season five? When yes. It, Eugene didn't make a weapon because he was a coward back then. So this was his chance now to like step up and make a weapon. I actually got to stand in that actual boxcar. Yeah. Eugene asks uh, Mercer when he gets to the interrogation room where his friends are, and he says they're being processed. And he says, what do you, what do you mean by processed? And he's sweating up a storm and he's shaking. Uh, Mercer gives him uh, tissues. And Mercer mm. says, uh, I can, he goes, he goes, you can't lie. You're a terrible liar. Mm-hmm. He goes, you can't lie for shit. So don't lie to me. He says, I know you're holding back. He says, I'm going to ask you two questions and you're going to give me two truthful answers. You do that and you can get to see your friends again. So he says, where is your settlement and why were you at that train station? And Eugene is shaking and he goes to answer and Mercer says, if you lie, I will know. Mm-hmm. So at this point, were you thinking Eugene was screwed? Uh, semi, but then he always gets out of situations like with the way he like mumbles and talks and yep. makes himself look pathetic. That's what he did. So, he, you know, and don't forget, he did? Eugene's the guy who had everyone convinced he had a cure to the virus and needed to be rushed to Washington, oh D.C. He's the best liar on the show. That's correct. So he tells a long story about how he found a radio and he talked into it every night because he's a fool. And one night a voice came back from a void, a beautiful voice um, who was not repulsed by my musings. He said, we sang Iron Maiden together. That guy was like, you sang Iron Maiden? I don't remember that, but that's pretty cool. Uh, I happen to like Iron Maiden. Anyway, he said he talked his friends into going with him to get help and to meet Stephanie. He said, yes, I've been lying, but I was afraid to lose my friends. If I told you the truth, I lied to Stephanie about being from a large settlement because I was afraid she might not be who she said she was and laying a trap for me being a lonely heart. He said, I'm not very good with the opposite sex. In fact, I'm a virgin, even though... He, I've observed more times than I care to admit. He says he was hoping that maybe Stephanie would be his one true love. And he's now had to admit that in this room, he's hum- he goes, I'm humiliated by it that I have to oh. tell you this. I'm relieved I could get that off my chest because everything he said up until that point has been the goddamn truth. But at that point, I wasn't sure if more Mercer believed him. They bring Eugene into a train car with a hood on his head. And at that point, uh, did you think he thought Eugene was lying? I thought he was screwed right then. Right. He goes into the train car, and it, now it's not the, not a, a train car for prisoners. It's an office setting, and all four of them, all the survivors are in there together and uh, in a fancy office uh, being treated like... Uh, and they're having lunch and having stuff lunch. in there. <laughs> so Mercer, for all his big talk, couldn't tell that Eugene was lying because nope. Eugene is the master liar. Master. And the masturbator, I'm assuming. Oh, my God, He's got to be. So Eugene's like, where where, where, were you guys? Ezekiel says, oh, I went and got cleaned up at the medic. Everyone else has been taken good care of. Um, And then Mercer walks in. He has a piece of paper in his hand. He reads it. And um, he says they're being accepted to the Commonwealth. They passed their processing. They will now head to orientation. He said, you will be escorted by the beat cop. A reference to what Ezekiel <laughs> yeah, called him. To, yeah, yeah. He then walks up to Ezekiel and says, I went to West Point, asshole. <laughs> he did say that. Now, a woman walks into the car and asks which one Eugene is. It's a white woman with glasses. And she says that she's Stephanie. She's adorable. She is, except there's a problem with this. Uh-oh, what? Well, first of all, in the comics, Stephanie's black. Okay, now oh, they could change okay, that. Okay. They could change that. Okay, this is a short spoiler for the comics and for stuff we've already talked about. So it's 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 only going to ruin a surprise in this in the show. So I'm not sure if I want to say anything, but um, here's what I'll say: They've already shown us who the actress is. We've talked about who the actress is who plays Stephanie on this podcast. Yes, we have. And the actress, I believe her name is Bingham or Bringham, is black. So. I'm going to say this might be a trap. I hope that didn't spoil anything for anybody. <gasps> but that so ain't it's Stephanie. Not Stephanie? It could be a different woman named Stephanie. <gasps> but if she's pretending to be Stephanie from the radio, that's not Stephanie. Uh, oh. So it's possible Mercer didn't 100% uh, believe everything. Or they don't know who Stephanie is. Wait, I got to interrupt. Look, oh, oh, the real <laughs> Stephanie's in jail for, for bringing him in. My mom just jumped in the room where I'm recording and she goes, it wasn't Stephanie. 
she can hear. She can't believe it. All right, there you go. <laughs> she should listen to our podcast. She should. Well, why isn't she? Anyway, I don't know because she because she hears my end of it every every week. Uh, did she hear your end when you broke it? Uh, yeah. Okay. So back to the subway. Uh, they come out of the train station. Daryl's staring at the hundred dollar bill with the note from the kids. It obviously had an effect on him. Negan gives the gun back to Maggie. Maggie asks Daryl what he's staring at. He says, it's a note from the kids. And she says, did you see anything else? Did you find anything else? Um, and he didn't say much. He didn't say that he saw paintings on the wall. He's like, nah, the usual stuff. He didn't say, yeah, he didn't offer up much uh, information right. there. So Maggie says they're going to go make a detour in Arbor Hills because Georgie, remember Georgie, who we thought was the governor uh, the, yes, the, the, yep. of uh, Commonwealth, Pan- whatever. Georgie with the pantsuit. Yep. Uh, she set up uh, supply locations with ammunition and food in case anyone got lost and needed help, which is weird that no one else would find them. Like other people wouldn't ravage them. You would think it would kind of be empty by now. Them. Yeah. She asks Negan if he knows where that is, and he says yes and leads yep. the way. Now, did you notice old guy Roy is still there and his eye is patched up? I know. I was like, what the hell? Where did you come from? So is he not dying? Is he is he not turned? What, what's... I don't know what his injury was. So it who who beat him up? That. I don't know. Okay. So, okay. They come across rows of people who are hung by their feet on oh both sides of the road. And Negan says, let's double back. And before they can, okay. Remember when, what was the guy's name in the prison cell? Cecil? Or the 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 nerdy guy who had robbed a Seven Eleven or something, what was his name of Garrett? the prisoners? Remember the prisoners in the oh. prison? Oh God, I don't remember his name though. Yeah, don't tweet us. But you remember the guy who was friends with Carol, and while he's standing there, he gets shot. Yes. Okay, so that's what happens to the old guy. He gets shot with an arrow in the head. Or like Dr. Denise on the train track. Right, out of nowhere. Thank you. I was like, whoa! I I actually jumped because I was like, I did not see that coming. So these guys. These guys are out to kill Maggie, right? And anyone who's with her. Why wouldn't they aim for Maggie? Maybe they wanted to talk to her. I don't know if these people talked. So they killed the old guy who was to, make, it was... to make a statement. He was dead. At, no, they were killed. They wanted them all dead. They, they hit Cole in the leg with an axe. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what? I couldn't tell who got hit in the leg. It that was Cole. so fast. Happened so fast. Okay. So, the, so the, the guy who was dying anyway is now dead. Cole gets the knife thrown in his leg. They all run behind a car um, and out of the darkness in pyramid fashion, um, in, 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 a, in, uh, in formation, come the Reapers. So I guess they found Maggie's hiding spot. That looks scary as hell, by the way. How exactly? How, okay, so here's where I have to call major Reaper bullshit. They didn't know that Maggie's people were coming to get them. They didn't know Maggie's people took the subway, right? They sure as hell didn't know Maggie's people were going to come up that road. No. And somehow they knew where the food and the ammunition was. And they were being really quiet, too. So it's not like they were making a lot of noise. To right. And, and what happened to when you see them, you're dead. They saw them. They're not dead. Only the old guy's dead. That's, that's true. That's true. So I have to say, they do look badass and not hokey like the garbage pail kids. They look scary as hell. They look sc- and not like the Jabberwockies from Fear the Walking Dead. These guys look like serious dangerous. But again, shouldn't they be like at Alexandria by now? Shouldn't they be wherever Maggie's group was? They were trailing Maggie. You so, would think they would show have shown up there. And if they're at Meridian, why are they on that street if that's not near Meridian, if that's a shortcut, like a stop off to get yeah, that ammunition? Was their, yeah, I don't, I, that's very weird. So I'm, I'm calling bullshit on all of it. Although it was a good looking scene, it was a little bullshitty. Yeah. And the trailer for, for next week looks great. We'll talk about that and what happened on Talking Dead right after this. Hi, this is Emily Kinney, Beth on The Walking Dead, and you're listening to David, Brody, and Jamie on the Walkers and Talkers podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com if you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. All right, let's talk about Talking Dead. We had uh, Josh, uh, 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 Dylan, uh, Dylan, Mc, not Dylan McDermott. Um, Josh McDermott. Josh McDermott, uh, Lauren Cohan, and Emily Kinney. Uh, remember we talked last week about we played Emily Kinney's ID. She's yep. back, and what did I say? She's got to have an album out. There's got to be some reason. And she did. Right, and she did. And they never mentioned, by the way, how they never mentioned Emily on the show, uh, 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 Beth. Never they never mentioned. talk about that. No. Okay. So uh, Lauren Cohan and um, uh, she's on. She's there via satellite because she's filming in Georgia, right? She's still on set. She's still on set. Now, yes. now that that bothered me for a second because why isn't uh, Eugene still on set? Mm-hmm. I don't Did he know. have a week off from shooting? Right? Is the Commonwealth like uh, like three or four weeks before they have to go back? Like, is there a break in the action? So I'm I was wondering. Thinking maybe they're filmed at different times. And yeah, uh, there was a World Beyond commercial and a Fear the Walking Dead commercial that showed after the explosion, everyone wearing gas masks and a voice is telling people where to go for safety, including uh, it says uh, go to uh, a shelter, go to the middle of a large office building where they show Strand and the guy he was with when the bomb went off. Yeah. And if you look in the background, there's somebody standing in the corner. Oh, shit. So somebody else comes in the building. They had a poll. Did Maggie make the right call with Gage? I think 57% said no. 53% said no. 47% said yes. Yeah. Uh, Emily Kinney said they should have saved them. Eugene said they should have saved them. There was plenty of time. Um, and uh, they could have absolutely saved them and killed the walkers. And they chose not to. Uh, Lauren Cohen says Jackson, the kid who played Gage, um, was very cool. was very nice. Um, but he sent in a, a tweet to the show. <laughs> I thought that was very funny. He said, why did Maggie let me die? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Lauren Cohen said he was a liability. He didn't come back to help. He came back to save himself, which is really why she didn't want to save him, which it was nothing to do with opening the door, not opening the door. So Josh McDermott was yeah. vehement. He's like, you should have saved him. He was upset about it. Then Emily Kinney announces she has a new album coming out, which is exactly what I said. She has an album. That's why she's on the show. Yep. <laughs> the walker that dog attacked. So when when the one eyed when Roy came out of the uh, the tunnel, dog yes. jumped on a, a walker. They said that was one of his real life trainers. His trainers. Yeah, that was cool. That they was put a up cool scene. another poll. How do you feel? How did you feel when you first saw Stephanie? Nineteen percent ecstatic, twenty four percent relieved, fifty seven percent skeptical. Fifty seven percent know the deal. <laughs> Josh McDermott made a joke about the way Stephanie walked into the train car. He says, uh, hey, Lauren, did you see how easily they opened the door and let her walk through? <laughs> a clear indication, a clear callback to not opening the door for Gage. That was really funny. But that was he funny. Goes, I made myself laugh at that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sneak peek of episode three. Maggie's in a building with no lights, walking up a staircase with a flashlight. 
Uh, a walker's behind her. She kills it, and it falls over the railing. The railing breaks away from the staircase very With easily. With flashlight. Yeah. The staircase breaks away like it was sawed off. Yeah, like, like it, it was. was per- it came through. off perfectly on all four pieces it was connected. Yeah. That was kind of weird. <laughs> and the walker falls straight down uh, like a, a staircase that goes in a circle. You know, so yes. like you could see the, the, in the middle of it. Yep. My guess is, so later on we see a reaper come up behind her. My guess is we're going to see the reaper fall like that. We're going to see the railing break away again. They had It had to happen for a reason, right? Yes. Okay. Next week's episode, the actor who plays Alden, Callan McAuliffe, uh, Alden, uh, and Ryan Hurst, your beta, will be on. Oh, beta, yeah. I'm not going to say that means beta's dying again. Hmm. And I'm not going to say that means Alden's dying again. However, however, uh, Alden was the moral compass this week. And, oh, and, and yeah, Alden talked about the worst way to die. Oh, God, you're right. He did. Damn it. <laughs> so I'm wondering if the Reapers maybe find a more awful way for him to die. All Dante. Don't be Goodbye. the moral compass. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Uh, that is the recap. Enjoy the next episode. Sorry we're a couple of days late. Uh, but even though we're a couple of days late. Oh, I, before I forget, I had asked you to go back and listen to the end of episode 193 where we, oh, you had a hard time syncing up your ending. A hard time would be an improvement. <laughs> and I told you I edited it, but I did not. You didn't. You left it all in there. I look like an idiot, but I was I was actually through the drive through at Starbucks listening to it, and I had tears running down my face because it was just so embarrassing. It's hilarious. And funny. It was so funny. So if this is your first episode, or if you didn't finish 193, oh. or you just want a good laugh, go back and listen again. Yeah, right. And hopefully we will get it right this time. Are we going to get it right this time, Jamie? Let's get it right. Okay. It's time. What time is it? It's, it's time, time to, to shut, shut this, this shit, shit down. down. Much better. Oh, that was pretty good that, that was time. That pretty good that time. That's what she said. <laughs> Look at us go. <laughs> That's what she said. I'm late. I'm late. For the important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.